Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. Today is March 21st. I'm sitting here at the bright red desk on a beautiful Sunday in New York City, and it's spring. Uh, the sun went across the equator yesterday, bright and early in the morning before sunrise. If you got up early, you could have balanced an egg, and it would have stood there. And then as the sun went across the equator, it would have tipped over. But now we are in spring, a new season has begun, and we are starting a new adventure. So this is an interesting week because we we recognize when planets change signs like we did last week. We had a few shift uh, that we kind of, it's a little turbulent, but it's not bad. And now we're moving forward into this week, which promises a couple of really interesting aspects. So a couple things. Uh, The big feature of the week, Mars is going to come to the node of fate. It's going to come to Rahu, the dragon's head. Uh, And that is going to definitely ask us to make some choices. So it's really important when Mars hits Rahu this week, which is going to happen on the 26th, um, that we we pick wisely. Now, interestingly, on that same day, Sun and Venus are going to meet up, and they're going to meet up at 6 degrees of... um, 550 degrees of Aries, almost six, and they're going to meet up in the form of what we call a Venus star point. Uh, and that'll happen at, five, at 2.57 in the morning on the 26th. So what happens when the Sun and Venus meet up, which they do every year, every nine and a half months they meet up. But the nodes that Mars is coming to are back at June 1st and 2nd, of last year, when the, when the Sun and Venus met up, remember when Venus was retrograde last spring? And she they met up at 13, which is where the nodes of fate are now, and where Mars is going to jump on that point. So whenever planets meet up, they form a sensitive point in the sky. So the conjunction last spring of Venus and the Sun at 13, Mars meets it this week, and he says, okay, so now we're going to make some choices about the decisions you made last June, and now we're going to plant new seeds and move everything forward a few giant steps. And so the Sun and Venus then meet up at 9 degrees of Aries. Now they're meeting up in what's called a superior conjunction, which means the Sun is on the far side of the the far side of the um, Venus is on the far side of the sun from Earth, and superior conjunctions act a little bit like a new moon. They initiate a new eight-year cycle, which at four years from now we'll look at, and then four years later we'll look at again. So you're going to look at your chart, and you're going to look at where five degrees of Aries is, because there's a new cycle starting there as the cycle that we had in June, the decisions we made last June that said, oh, maybe I'll do this, maybe I'll do that. The note of fate is there now, and Mars is coming along to say, okay, let's activate the decisions you made last summer. Now we're going to do it, because now we're in Aries time. And, of course, last year we had Mars going over these points over and over and over again when he was in Aries. So now he's in Gemini, and he's saying you have a couple of choices. Now, interestingly, Mars and Mercury are also in a square, and Mercury uh, is ruling Mars in Gemini, right? And Mars is in, uh, he's being, because he's in answering to Mercury in Pisces, he doesn't always have words. He has feelings. So I want you to really think, 
feeling-wise. This is a big week for feelings. Um, feelings and then needing to take action on the feelings. Decisive action. But action that is actually originated from last June when you thought about things in a new way and you kind of thought, hmm, and now this week you're saying, okay, we're going to do it. We're on this. We've got this. And there's a forward motion energy that's really very much full steam ahead. Now, as Mercury comes to square the nodes, he's going to present you with a choice that's going to happen on March 25th, the day before the conjunction happens, right? So we're going to have this energy of, okay, let's get this going. We're ready to go before the Sun-Venus conjunction happens. We're ready to go. We're ready to go. And then Mars comes along and he activates it. So it's a very active week from make the perspective of making fated, F-A-T-E-D, choices, because Mercury and Vesta and Mars and the North Node and the South Node are all forming a mutable, changeable, changeable, changeable cross in the sky, and they're going to be saying to you, well, what's your, what's your decision? What's your choice? What do you want to do? And Saturn's trining the Node, the North Node, so he's inviting you to make choices, and if you remember... The whole sky is still answering to Saturn uh, this for a little bit longer, and then they then they all start to shift out. But while they're still answering to Saturn, we're going to feel like, okay, let me understand what that what that story is that I'm making, the decisions I'm making about my future, my direction, where I'm going, influenced by the decisions from last June, acted on now, acted on this week. Now, what's happening in the sky is all the planets are going forward. And when everybody's going forward, it does feel like it's going a little faster than normal. It does feel a little bit like a careening car where you're zipping along and you're like, oh, my God, it's going so fast. It's going so fast because it is. (laughs) And that's okay. And so with the energy of the Vesta uh, in, in Virgo, and she's retrograde, so she's asking you to reconsider things about home, hearth, car, nurturing office. And she's saying, you know, what's the direction? And Mercury is squaring the nodes in Pisces and saying, you know, listen to that inner little voice. Mercury is that quiet why. When he's in Pisces, he's that quiet why. Where on paper, everything looks bup, 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 bup. And then there's a little voice and you go, hmm, no, I don't think so. Or there's a little voice in you that goes, hmm, that's what I'm supposed to do. I'm good either way. And the voice can go either way. And so, or it can say, well, I'm good to do that for a while, Mars on the North Node, in Gemini, until something comes along. So I'm going to expect that a lot of you who've been working on things are going to get a yes this week. You're going to get a yes to the job offer. You're going to make a decision on where you're moving. You're going to make a decision on what to do about that book. You're going to make a decision about whether to get that new car. It's a lot of yes because all the planets are moving forward, but it also is not without a little bit, not a whole lot, but a little bit, because Venus is in Aries and she's fast, but she's also moving from being a morning star where she's go, 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 into being an evening star where she becomes a little more restful, a little more comfortable, a little less like I have to have it or else, 
and becomes, you know, more Libran. Well, partner, what about you? What would you like? And, of course, we know the conjunctions of Sun and Venus are when she shifts from a morning star to an evening star. So last June, she turned into a morning star, which was much more assertive, and she's been rising before the sun uh, every day since last June. And now, this week, she turns into an evening star, and she answers to uh, the Libran side of the story rather than the Taurus side. Taurus is a little more physical, a little more possessive, a little more lusty. And when she turns into an evening star, she's a little more refined, a little more Libran, even though she's in Aries. But she's a little more like, well, let's think about what's for the greater good of the relationship rather than just what I want. And so the energy is interesting uh, as it turns, and it's a little turbulent, not bad, but people are going to definitely be feeling um, maybe some anxiety because Mercury's moving into a sextile to Uranus, and he's not 100% sure. He knows he has to change, but he's not 100% sure that he's sure about the direction of the change. I mean, he thinks he knows, but he's in Pisces, so he's a fish, fish Mercury. So when we think of Mercury in the fish sign, you think of fish, they change direction, and then they change direction again. If you ever watch fish fish videos on TV or snorkeling, you know, and they have all those school of fish, and then they, like, shift, then they shift again. So it's a little bit like that. It's not wild shifting. Clearly somebody's tell, some fish is telling all the other fish, and you might not talk fish. I know I don't. Telling the fish, okay, shift, and the fish shift. And then telling the fish, okay, shift again. And the fish shift again. And that's the energy of the week. Very shifty, you know, like not shifty, sneaky, shifty, like changing. But back and forth, kind of, okay, flow with this, flow with that, flow with this, flow with that. And we know the Uranus-Saturn square that we had on February uh, 10th. We still have two more squares, one in June and then one next December. But we're getting a little clarity about the changes that we want to make. We also have a very nice full moon this week. Uh, and the full moon is um, going to take place on next Sunday, the uh, 28th. And so that is a full moon in helping us see things, which takes us back to Libra in October of 19. So we go back to Libra in October of 19, and then we go to, back to Cancer of last year, uh, the beginning of um, the beginning of June, and then we go back, or the end of June rather, and then we go back to or Cancer. No, we go to the end of July. Then we go to uh, the full the full moon now, and then we will go to the closing square when we get to Christmas. So your story goes back to October of um, nineteen and what was going on then when the new moon happened at seven Libra. And so there's an initiating energy. There's an invitation. It also might have been the last week in September. It's at 7 degrees, 6 degree. The decisions you're making and what they look like and where you're going with them. And more importantly, what you want them to be. You know, what's your vision of that fate? What's your vision of that purpose? And why? What, it, it's a really interesting time. Because we had that conjunction last year, the COVID clump, which made us all kind of stop our lives and look at everything in a whole new way. And then we had the conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn, which took place December 21st, saying, okay, we're starting a new 20-year cycle. And then the planets turned to us and said, and what do you need to change to get ready for the next 20 years? 
and you went, well, I think I need to change that. Maybe I need to change that. You know, like, let me think about it. So this year we're in the process of setting up our lives with the needed changes that we want to do. And that's the journey, right? That's the understanding of how it unfolds. And if we know that, it helps us because it helps us see it on a bigger level. So I know in my case, you know, I've talked about the buying an apartment in Florida. And so when my dad had passed, there was an opportunity to buy his condo, um, which I thought about last spring, and I passed on. And the condo got sold last June when the Venus Star Point happened. And I was, you know, a little bit back and forth. Mm, you know, I kind of want a condo in Florida, but I don't you know. No, it's good. It's just, it's good. It's good. Let the fates unfold. So now as we're coming back to the the next, uh, the full moon of that, as we're coming back to the Mars on the note of fate, as we're coming back to the decisions made last June, now I'm like, yes, I'm ready to go forward with this. Because I wasn't before. So the full moon allows us to see what we're going forward to. And I was thinking, gee, you know, I'll go down and after Thanksgiving and I'll bring all my Christmas ornaments. <laughs> and that'll be the December closing square because I'll put up my Christmas tree in Florida because I'll spend the winter there. Right? So there's this planning that's a little bigger, a little out there, but it also sets the stage for what we want to do next. Now, there still is a little deception up there. There still is a little lack of clarity because Neptune squares uh, uh, Juno. So you may feel that there's a little deception or some stuff going on behind your back. And you know what? That's okay. Your job is to go, and it's hard sometimes with Neptune because you look at it and you go, boy, that's going on behind my back, man. That's just that's just not right. But you have to trust the process. And this is where it gets a little hard because, you know, we like to trust the process, but we also like to not have things like that happen. But you have to kind of think of it in the position of the greater good. What's the greater good? Why is this happening? What does this do for you? What does Where does it take you? And you may not know because Neptune often provides a bit of fog where you don't actually see it until you get a little further along. And then you go, oh, that's what that was for. Got it. Oh, that's what that was for. Got it. So with the Mars and Gemini, you may get mixed messages. You may get he said, she said. You may get this one, that one. And your job is to go, okay, let me understand how this works. Let me understand what this is, and what are my choices. Again, it's a mutable cross. Mutable crosses say there are options here. Which side do you believe? And more importantly, why? And that's the key. I want you to listen to the inner why. And most importantly, I want you to trust the inner why. It may look absolutely fabulous, but there's a little part of you that's going, mm-mm, mm-mm. And then, you know, in my practice, I can't, I can't count the number of times I've talked to people during readings where they've said, you know, I made the choice, and as I was making it, I knew I didn't really want to do it, or I knew that it wasn't going to work, or I was doing it because I didn't feel I could say anything, or I could, I could decide, right? I, I, I didn't feel like I could go against whatever was arrayed against them, you know, whatever the, what were they looking at, what were they facing down. And this is a time when it's really important for you with Mercury Square Mars 
to say, I'm not 100% sure, if you're not 100% sure, to trust your gut. Because Mercury is talking to you. He's hanging out with Athena. And she's going, you know, you don't really want to do this, right? And they're like, well, you know. So if you hear anybody doing that, well, you know, I think I should. Whenever we hear should, we're hearing Saturn. And that's okay. Nothing wrong with Saturn. And we do have to listen to him because if we don't, he causes us problems. But we also have to listen to that little part of us that goes, I'm not 100% sure I should be doing this. And um, if you're not clear, wait, because there will be a second offer. If you are clear, do it, because it's the right thing, even if you're nervous, which is kind of a weird way to decide the energy of the week. But that's what you want to do. You want to say, okay, so I did this and I created this, which is great. I was my journey, my job, I did it. And now I'm seeing the consequences of what I created. And now I'm deciding if I want to create something different, which means I have to modify what I'm doing here, or I have to sit back and go, you know, I don't have control over this, and that's okay. I created it. It's in motion. I'm going to let it roll. In the meantime, I'm going to go over here and do this other thing, because that's what I'm really feeling called to. It's understanding that sometimes there's consequences. So I have a a good friend of mine, Ed, and he's he's a very thoughtful man, and he has a wonderful son. And he posted on Facebook, <laughs> you know, when you set out to raise an independent child, you have to realize you're going to raise an independent child. <laughs> the child will be independent, right, something like that. It was a very cute quote. And I thought, oh, yeah, this is it. This is Uranus square Saturn. This is that energy. Like he set out to do that with his son, to raise his child in in, in, in the way he thought a child should be raised, and he did. And now the child is like that, and he's like, yeah, so I I have an independent child (laughs) with all the other associated things that come with it, right? And he posted it on Facebook, and everybody, you know, we all love him, and we love his wife, and we love the baby. He's not a baby anymore. He's a teenager now. Um, But, yeah, so it's understanding that we have, we've made the choices, which are great choices. We made them, but now we're at an opportunity to make new choices, a little scary, but also satisfying because, like, we we saw the result of what we did. And if it didn't turn out the way you wanted or it turned out pretty close to what you thought, remember, we have a vision when we start something, and then when we get a little further down the road, it, like, actually turns out kind of the way it's supposed to, you know, which I probably shouldn't be saying as an astrologer. But I remember when I was studying astrology, I went back and looked at all the big events in my life, and there were charts describing them. So even though I didn't know about astrology, they showed the choice taken, they showed the road, they showed the perspective. And we all have that. We all have that little inner guidance. We're all working and growing with our charts. And so this is a week to really trust your chart, to really trust what your soul says to you, not what everybody else says to you, not what the whole world says. All the people that weighed in on Ed's post on Facebook and he, you know, he was speaking his experience. And we're living our experiences. This is what it is to be on the earth school. We're constantly learning, and it's okay. And this is a big week of learning. Not always easy this week because the planets are in Aries, which are a little more bumpy. They're answering to uh, Mars. Mars rules them, and he's saying there's choices, but he's saying it's not always going to be clear because Mercury's 
you know, changing his mind all the time, for heaven's sakes, because Mercury's a fish. So it's, that's where we trust, we trust. And, of course, the imagery we're going to use is sailing. You know, when you sail a boat, you go this way, and then you go that way, and then you go this way, and you go that way, because you're listening to the wind, and you're going where the wind carries your boat. So trust the process this week. Might be a little stressful. Might have some choices. Might have some choices you're not sure you're ready to make. Universe says you are. <laughs> you might go, uh, and that's okay. That's okay. And if there was a betrayal or there was something you found out about that you went, wow, man, that's really disappointing to me, we have to honor that that's part of this journey. We have to look at it and say, hey, you know, it's the way we go. It's how it works. Actions have consequences. Consequences have actions. And that's where we are. Remember, the whole sky is still reporting to Saturn in Aquarius. And when he's in Aquarius, he's like not a, not a bossy judge. He just goes, you know, when you do this, there's a problem. Or you do this, it works out okay. Or the choices you make are the results you get. Right? It's that kind of week. So be fun. But with Mars coming to the node, we are going to be forced to make a choice. In New York, we're having the thing with the Governor, Governor Cuomo. You know, he's, he's got this this week. He's making some choices this week, so we'll see what he does because he's got Mars coming to his stuff. And, of course, Mars is coming to Rahu, the head of the matter, which invites us to go forward. So as I mentioned, we have a full moon. All the moons this week, with the exception of the Virgo moon, on Saturday and um, Sunday next week, the 26th and the 27th, have hard closing aspects. So this is an ending, closing, releasing chapter kind of week. Last week was easy flowing, energy coming in that helped us move forward. This week is done, 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 done. A lot of done, done, dones. So today the moon's in Cancer. Um, went into Cancer this morning at 8.18 a.m. It's in Cancer on Monday the 22nd. It's in Cancer on uh, Tuesday until 11.26 a.m. These are East Coast times. And then it goes void for four or five hours, and it goes into Leo uh, at uh, 5.56 p.m. So the moon in Cancer, is the, uh, the aspect is in opposition to Pluto. It has a little argument there. And Mercury-Mars has a little argument that day. So there's a little argument around 11.30 on the 23rd. And it's usually a pretty good one with these these questions. Then um, Moon in Leo is 5.56, and then on Wednesday the 24th and on Thursday the 25th, going void at 9.27 in the morning with an opposition to Jupiter. That's a little overdoing. And then Moon is void in the morning from 9.27 to 11.25 in the afternoon, and it goes into Virgo at 11.25 p.m. So Thursday, the moon's void. It's in Virgo Thursday night, all day Friday, all day Saturday, going void at 7.48 with a trine to Pluto. A lot of adjusting energy on, on Friday the 26th as the moon in Virgo makes adjustments to the Aries planets and to the Saturn planets. There's a big finger of God next week on the 26th as well as that conjunction of the Sun and Venus, as well as Mars hitting Rahu, as well as Mercury squaring the nodes. That week, that Friday, (laughs) Thursday, Friday decisions, the good news is good closing aspects. You're going to make a good decision. The bad news is you might feel a little emotional (laughs) about the decision or a little worried or a little anxious, and that, again, is all okay because the moon is forming a big finger of God with the Aries planets, who are sextile to the Aquarius planets, 
and the moon is the apex in Virgo, which is, you know, Virgo can worry. Uh, speaking to all the Virgos in the audience. Okay, 7.48 p.m. on Saturday night, the moon goes void, nice trying to Pluto, and then it goes into um, Libra at 1.22 a.m. on uh, Sunday morning, and right after that at 2.48 in the morning, it has a full moon, kind of complements us on this forward journey. Then it goes void at 8.08 p.m. on Monday the 29th with a square to Pluto. So again, the moon in Libra squares Pluto. This week, the moon in Cancer opposes Pluto. We remember, we got we still got Pluto out there that we're, he's our last guy standing. So he tends to be, we're either working with him, the transformation, or we're arguing with him. And then the moon is void at 8.08 p.m. on the 29th. So that's a forward motion. At that point, Mercury meets Neptune. There's a lot of dream energy then. And Venus sextiles Saturn. She's coming into sextile Saturn on the 30th. And remember, she is in Aries now, coming into sextile Saturn and cooperating with him. So there's a lot of good cooperative energy then that, that's very positive, but also a little stressed out, which is totally cool. You know, you know stress is not a bad thing. It's what makes us know our heartbeats <laughs> on a good day. All right, so this week, Sun goes from one Aries to nine Aries. And his hot days, let me take my glasses off because we're shifting fonts now. It's like a problem with being an older person. Um, so as I mentioned before, the Sun-Venus conjunction, which takes us back to last no, uh, June for second when the conjunction happened in Gemini, now it's in Aries at 5.50. And this one then will run for nine and a half months. The Sun meets Chiron on the 29th. Uh, and that, of course, is a little bit of a little ouch, a little wound, a little sadness. And the sun is in kind of a crabby, you know, in some crabby aspects with Venus and Eris and Ceres and Athena. And you remember sun, sun and Aries can be a little bit like, I want it my way, and if I don't get it my way, I'm just going to take my toys and go home. So it can be a little bit of a bratty energy this week. Remember, it's Mars and Gemini. It can also be competitive Mars and, you know, Aries answers to Mars and Gemini. So we're going to see how that rolls. Mercury this week, Pisces, Pisces, Pisces. Remember, he's in Pisces until April 4th, and he's moving quickly. So he's at 8 Pisces, and he gets to 24 Pisces by the end of the week. That's pretty fast. That is, uh, you know, like almost two, 2 to 3 degrees a day. So he has a sextile to Uranus, positive information on the 21st, and then he has an argument with Saturn on the 23rd, and he has an adjusting energy on the 23rd, a lot of aspects on the 23rd adjusting where we're going. And it's all Mercury and Pisces, lack of clarity, get it clear, figure it out. He squares Mars on the 23rd at the end of the day, going, oh, that was a long day, and that's, of course, Tuesday, which is Mars's day. And then on the 25th, Mercury has a square to Neptune. You want to, or I'm sorry, Mercury has a square to the nodes of fate. So you want to see what are the decisions he makes on that day at that time, kind of going forward. And then he has a conjunction with Neptune next week on the 29th, Mercury-Neptune conjunct, and he says, this is the plan. Again, listen to your gut. Mercury's active this week asking you to make choices arguing with Mars, arguing with the nodes of fate. So if you're making the wrong choice, the universe will let you know. You have to trust the process. Um, then we have on, uh, and remember with Mars and Gemini, a lot of times you're going to have to do everything twice. Venus this week goes, she's in Aries, of course, 
and she's moving at a reasonable clip for her. Um, she goes from 1 Aries to 12. Um, so she entered Aries this morning, bright and early at 1016, and she has a quintile to the north node saying, okay, it's a go, it's a yes, you've got a contract, you're forward, you're going out. She has crabby energy on the 26th. Now remember, the 26th is like a lock and load crazy day. And you just have to know, okay, it's a, as I call them, it's a Donald day. When he, when he was like, Ann, can you tell me the ones that are really going to be big? I'm going to say, Donald, this week it's the 26th, followed shortly by the 23rd, uh, which is, you know, kind of the choice point. But then the 26th is like wild. And a little bit the 25th, because, you know, with Mars, we sometimes feel it coming in. Uh, so Venus this week is very active, and then she has a kind of an abundant energy with her semi-sextile to Jupiter on the 27th. And then she has a lovely commitment energy on the 30th of March. So there's a nice commitment energy plus a little bit of wounding where she gets a little anxious there on the 28th. Uh, Mars this week is very active. He has a square to Vesta on the 21st. He has a trine to Saturn on the 21st. He has a sesquiquadrate to Pluto on the 23rd. Stress, but he has to take action even though he's stressed. Then he has a sextile to Ceres on the 25th. Talk to your mother. Talk to women or people that nurture you. They can be men that nurture you too. And then, of course, he hits that north node of fate on the 26th, and it's like a done deal. Um, Saturn, contra-parallel Vesta on the 23rd. There's this opportunity to go, okay, let me figure out how to change this. And then Uranus trines Vesta on the 28th, and he says, this is the path I'm going to take. So it's a really interesting week of things coming in, and then things swifting and shifting and changing, and then you're like, oh, wow. And then you're done. When we get to the 26th, Ceres also has an aspect to the nodes of fate. And she says, "Uh uh-huh. Uh huh. We're here. We're here. We made the choice. So it's an interesting week, and I do invite you to just really think of it as you're riding on this giant boat. There's a little boat. I actually, I'm going to make it a sunfish. You know, those little teeny tiny ones with the rudder, and you pull it up. You know, to adjust your speed. Um, and the little, you know, zoom, 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 zoom. You're going to skim over the water. So don't be afraid of the speed. Listen to your gut. Really listen to that inner voice and think about what's important to you um, in terms of how this works. And, and you're going to be okay. This is the week you're going to be okay. Might be a little bit that kind of energy. <laughs> and you may find yourself bursting into song. That's a good, that's a good sign. Let the songs kind of guide you. Ann Ortley signing off from the Bright Red Desk, wishing you a great week of March 21st. Bye-bye.